2: Very simple. Not good first half. Very good second half. Sorry. Not good first half. Very good second half. Um, uh, we play a very good team. Let's let's start with this. We play a team that is. Uh, it was the first. It was the first place in the conference last year, and and, and they kept the, most of their group. They're they're very well coached by Robin. and I'm gonna say this again. Uh, but I think from from our point of view, I think. We we start uh, we start the game uh, nowhere we the way that we wanted. I think we gave too much, too many balls away in the first half. We're not in sync with our possession, uh, and that that allowed Colorado to get into the game and push us back. But second half was much better. I think we were more aggressive. We were, we're moving the ball around much better, and and that made us uh, create more opportunities, push for the goal, and and and. and to be honest we we could easily it wouldn't it wouldn't be out of fair if we if we score a second there at, at the end but uh, again tough opponent uh, and we'll build from this
1: welcome to another episode of the official Dynamo theory podcast my name is Rudy Segura and we're finally back all together the three amigos man we got Rodrigo we got Christian we're ready to talk some Dynamo uh during this international break that we're having but Christian you know, before we get started, man, if you want to let the people know how to connect with us, my friend.
0: What's good, everybody? What's good? What's good? Welcome back. And yeah, you can get at us at Dynamo Theory on IG and Twitter. You can shoot us an email at dynamo theory podcast at Gmail.com. You can find me at Chris Putalias. You can find Rudy at Rudy Segura3. And you can find uh, Rodrigo back in Dallas, but at Rodrigo Segura01. Uh, and then for everything and anything, you can always hit up DynamoTheory.com for everything.
1: Yeah, guys, and you're absolutely right, man. We finally got Rodrigo back. He missed a couple couple good shows, uh, but we made sure to mention him and his tour of Italy. Uh, you know, as you were having gelato and all kinds of fancy, fancy pizza for sure, man. So I hope that you missed us. But if you didn't even post any pictures, man, with you and the scarf I gave you. What's up with that? and it just it got hectic like we were just walking so
3: much and it was things to carry around then like the weather was cold but you get hot really really quick but man it was was awesome um definitely have fun over there and uh i meant to take a picture i'm like you know i'll do the coliseum and i completely blanked out and forgot to take it then i was just hot the whole day
1: (laughs) hey whenever i went to austin i made sure to send a picture of of the stadium but my wife started to take a picture with me in the scarf, but it, uh, it was so windy. It just looked dumb. So <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't send that one to you. all But, man, glad to have you back. We have soccer to talk about because, again, I mentioned there's about a what a 10, 12-day um, wait till the Dynamo are back in action against Inter Miami. Um, but this weekend we had Houston against Colorado. And I don't want to brag, but I've gotten four games correct on my prediction on the score so i'm feeling good you know christian i saw man you're three and one so you're you're the right now runner up man so hey there's still a lot of games left man i'm sure my my four and no can look pretty ugly later on you know maybe four and 32 who knows <laughs> <laughs> <It is> terrible. <laughs> but um yeah so let's let's touch on that uh houston dynamo again they ended up uh tying one one against colorado it was a good match i know i was uh pressing at the game i was actually in the media box that game uh we gave uh the supporter section tickets so lucky winner and they looked like they had fun um because in the last goal or in the last goal in the tying goal by pasher um the guy put like hey this was a fun match and i'm covering beard from everybody celebrating so it was a it was definitely a good ending to that match but Christian, you got to watch this game from home this time. Um, we'll start with you, man. Just kind of what, what you saw from the starting lineup. Let's start with that. Well,
0: you know, usually um, the starting lineup, It's it's been kind of weird because, you know, it not every, every game has been kind of different, you know, a little bit. Uh, you know, in the beginning, we started out with like Seren, Vera, and Memo in the midfield. And, you know, it was like, um, you know, going into the tactical part of it, you know, it's more a defensive game. And then whenever we started seeing, you know, um, Quintero and Carrasquilla kind of moving the ball a little bit better or being a little bit more consistent in what they were doing. And Paulo kind of, you know, saw that. And I think that made like the change of having them on a little bit more often. But I think also a, a big, a big question mark was uh, the center backs, you know, teenage and, and uh, Steris because, Everybody at the, well, me, myself included, you know, uh, when Steris came in and, and you know, in the preseason, he was a little questionable uh, in his skills. And then, you know, you come to find out now that he's been playing really, really good these four past games. And the two, and the ones that are rotating is, you know, Teenage and Tim. So obviously, uh Steris has been like the more consistent one in a way, just because obviously he has played every game. But I mean, I have nothing bad to say. I mean, props to, to Rodrigo, who called, you know, the, the fact that Steris should should start, and he's been doing pretty good. So, Rodrigo, how do you feel about your boy starting? Hey, he's
3: doing well. Honestly, um, I don't want to be mean, but I do kind of now prefer him over um, Tim Parker. I know I'm probably going to get hate from, like, the, the – uh, I don't know what he called ultra <laughs> if
0: we even have any of those.
3: <laughs> hey, you don't want the to the find Tim out de,
0: the Tim defenders. Yeah.
3: Tim, yeah. Yeah. The Tim defenders. Um, yeah. I mean, he's, he's been doing great. And like, I, like I saw earlier in preseason and then like the first game that, you know, he has a really good chemistry with um, um Clark. So I kind of saw that he was going to stay. It was just kind of, you know, me as a goalkeeper back in the day, when you have a center back that you like, you know, you, you're going to do whatever you can, you know, as far as like with the coach to make sure that, you know, he's going to be there. Um, and, you know, back in my days of playing, I always had that one guy like, Hey, this guy needs to be in the back. Um, but and I feel like that's how uh, Clark kind of sees him now. Um, and I mean, it shows just because we've only gotten a score on um, what, three goals in four matches. So that's not bad at all. You know,
1: yeah, well, go go for it, man. Go for it. You had Okay,
0: no, just just a little thing. I mean, it, uh, the little Steve Clark has been having like really really good matches. I, honestly, again, this Colorado team, he had at least two saves that I can think of, uh, at the top of my head, that were literally goals. And he, you know, dove for one on the floor, and then the other one was like a not a like one a one on one, but you know, something similar like that. That it was like a very dangerous ball but the one that you know he saved on the floor or like you know he had to dive down and it was like super quick you know not not every goalkeeper can get to those because you know it's such a such a one second you know decision that you have to make Uh, but yeah I mean Clark has been keeping us in the game and yeah the fact that three goals in four games I think you know it's a a really good thing the fact that we have been so so solid and I mean when you think about the colorado uh game it was a set piece you know it wasn't out of out of play you know it was a, it was a stupid corner that we were defending in you know in uh in zones and you know terribly defended because one guy was just unmarked and yeah they got a scored so obviously you know it didn't work too well but i mean if we can get tighter on those set pieces i think you know not nah, we It's not that we're going to be unscorable unscorable, or, like, Mm -hmm. people won't score against us, but the chances of getting scored on are going to, you know, get, you know, smaller and smaller. So I'm I'm happy with that.
3: Yeah. And honestly, that goal does fall, I would say, a little bit on Clark, too, um, misjudging it. Um, But, you know, like like you mentioned, overall, he did have, like, some great saves. So it could have ended maybe, you know, um, with a clean sheet. Um, or it could have been, like, 5-1 final score or something like that. Um, yeah, he, he has been playing great.
1: Yeah, and what I was going to just add is, you know, even just we a lot of people have been asking for, like, hey, when is Teenage going to play? And we all thought he was going to dethrone uh, Stetis, right? And, you know, he'll be back playing with Parker. So when we saw Stetis and Hadibi starting, it kind of threw everybody a little off because, I mean, you're going against very good competition, you know, we mentioned the yeah. fact that Colorado had beat um, both Kansas City and LAFC, no, I'm sorry, Atlanta United Atlanta. Yeah. yeah, with a 5-0 basically scoreline in between those two matches. And, um, you know, when you change center backs against a very good team, it, it it can be, you know, a bad thing, right? And when, you know, we mentioned in the fa- in the past and currently, right, you know, about Steve Clark, the guy just does a good job of organizing his defenders in front of him. Um, so both of the guys looked pretty good. Hadevi looked pretty good. Uh he he was kind of all over uh not just in the center, but he basically shut down uh Michael Barrios where you talked that he, you know, he loves scoring against us. And obviously, you know, you had Griffin Dorsey that only played what, forty five minutes or so, maybe a little more in the second half. And then you had Captain uh to be Adam Monk, it's big. Which it was a little bit interesting to see Adam, but I mean, I, I mean, we were talking about this before we started recording, but
4: yeah, uh, I do, I do feel that. I think it's um, it's it's a different tone in the locker room. It's more it's more calm. Uh, we we know what our game plan is, and we know if we we don't perform well, we know what we need to correct, and we're always uh, keeping each other accountable. And I think we're all very. Uh, I mean, we're very eager to, to, to get this team back to where it belongs. So, I mean, we're all trying to stay positive. We're pushing each other, but still, like I said, keeping each other accountable, that's, that's the main thing. And I think it's very, very important and that you, that you have that in a team if you want to be successful. And I think we've also spoken about uh, the difference between being a good team and a great team is consistency. And we strive to be a great team. So it needs, we need to have performance week in and week out. So that's what we try to do. And uh, that's why we're always, we're always pushing and striving for, for better performances. And, and it's, like I said, it's every, everyone is on the same page. And we're all pushing each other to, uh, towards that direction.
1: I think it makes sense for him to be the captain. You know, At the end of the day, um, Seniority, he's been here since 2018, I believe. So it, he's been here for a while. He has a lot of caps under his belt. Um, and the guy, he's not a flashy left back by any means. He doesn't have many assists. Can he cross the ball? Yes. But he, you know, the way that we've been playing lately, that's not what he's brought to this table. Um, but overall, the defense keeps looking good, man. So it's good to see that, you know, whether it be Griffin Dorsey come in or whether it be um, Seka or Valentin or – again different center back you guys are right only three goals in four games that speaks a lot of the uh, defensive qualities of this team
0: and I don't want to be a a negative Nancy right because I love uh Lundy but you know since we were just talking about him specifically um I just wanted to say you know his crosses were a little bit off this game so you know I I counted well, I didn't count them, but I know I noticed that there were so many of them that, you know, I actually had to write them down in my notes because like, bro, like all, all his crosses were just going over and just, you know, second post, but like way off. So, I mean, but it's one of those things that, you know, it, it can be worked on, you know, at least the fact that he was able to get the crosses in, I guess is you know, it's a good thing. You know, the fact that the crosses were there, obviously they have to be get better, get perfected make sure we give Sebas, who also had a rough night, you know, uh, you know, a better chance to get to those. Obviously he had one, but funny enough, I missed it. Cause I, I you know, it was like in the beginning of the second half and I was like getting stuff. Bro, ready.
1: you seem to be missing all the good plays the last couple I games. Need,
0: like I literally, I have to sit down for halftime, like just where I'm at. And not move <laughs>
1: what's it called? <laughs> before anything. we like, I guess we're doing a good job of kind of going in order. We're going to go with yeah. defense right before, uh, you know, you're talking about crossing for Lundy. Uh, the one that looked very comfortable crossing was Seca. Like, did you? He would had very good control of that ball, and he was not afraid to swing, you know, take a swing at it and put it, try to get it in the box, which is good to see because we haven't seen it, you know, from from a little bit further back. Not, not necessarily kind of how Griffin Dorsey tends to go all the way to the corner almost and then cross. Mm-hmm. Seca was pretty much hitting them from midfield, try to get them into uh, the uh, opposing box. But again, the leaf's us to the midfield, man. Obviously, Matias Vera, Coco, and Quintero. You know, we, we definitely saw it as uh, potential to be what Vancouver was. Um, kind of the same setup. We got it, you know, we were playing well. The, you know, Colorado, again, being a great team. Uh, they score first out of that ugly uh, corner that ends up being just a tap-in for, uh, what's his name, K. And, and so... Coco ends up winning, actually. I think the Houston Dynamo named them the men of the match. And, I mean, the guy, it's a good hell of a player. I think we can, you know, complain that this is the first game that I believe he plays 90 minutes in a while. And so it was good to see him do that. In a way, kind of sucks, too, because now we have an international break and he's going to go back to Panada, Panama. And it seems that every time he goes back to where's, Panama... Where's Canada. I know. <laughs> it's, like, somewhere by <laughs> Italy, bro. And... uh <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. and, and so, and it uh, every time that he you know leads for national call up, it seems that it's kind of starting over with him. So, I'm hoping that that's not the case, yeah.
0: No, yeah, yeah, because he also mentioned the fact that the, the position that he's playing now with the Houston Dynamo is the position that he plays in Panama. I think maybe uh, in the beginning when we first got uh, Carquilla, we we probably wanted him to do a little bit more. Like to play day. a little bit higher, yeah. yeah, exactly, and I don't think he was comfortable, you know, starting off from the like, you know, that that far forward, I guess. Um, but you know, now that you know, and he's he actually seems like very interested in staying now, you know, and we we can talk about the whole, you know, if he stays, you know, Panama has a really good chance to make it to the World Cup, therefore, you know, he's gonna want minutes. And you know, if he goes back to Europe, you know, who knows? You know, wherever he ends up or whatever, his It'd be his starting over.
1: Full. Yeah, exactly. He's not. So, he, he won't be. Uh, what's it called? He definitely won't know when he has any minutes or or playing like how he is he, now.
0: And here, and you know, in the Dynamo, he is if not the best, one of the best players that we have in the team, and one of the players that you know, tactically. He's like his vision is way like ahead of some of the guys. Like, and you know, we talked about it in our in our group chat, you know. But but the way that he like crosses the ball like from one side of the field to the other, or like he puts long balls for like Fafa to go, you know, fetch, or for Corey Bear to go fetch. You know, like we saw the goal against Vancouver, the first goal. Like those are you know things that not everybody has. Like not not everybody has those visions of like that vision to put the ball in front of like you know like think ahead like one or two steps and and crossing balls like that you know and and funny funny enough you know that's what nowadays the way soccer is played is like they you need players to be able to cross the balls like that like long ways because obviously soccer is like way different now and and those you know crosses from one side of the field to the other It's, you know, it's very surprising and you don't see him often. So if you have a guy, you know, like Gogo that can make those crosses, like take one touch and then put a pass. And and if you go back to the second goal against Vancouver, he literally gets the ball like almost half halfway in the field and he touches the ball. He controls. And then his second touch, he sets himself up. And then his third touch is a pass, you know, kind of like a long pass, a long, right. like, bottom pass to uh, Sebas, who he can control. Yeah. And then, you know,
1: Well, but, yeah, We'll, we'll get ahead. to Sebas down. But, yeah, no, I mean, Koko did that, you know, this past match as well, obviously. He was able to, you, like you said, open up the field, which is very important whenever, you know, some games can be so tight and, and you know, kind of like you, you start a, disrupting the space, and it's good to have somebody like Coco that can just launch it uh, and open up the field. And Rodrigo, I know that you got to watch the games, you know, partially or, or not much of them being on the other side of the pond, man. But kind uh, of w- what do you guys see? Anything you want to add on the, uh, on the midfield of the players that started this game? Uh, so, yeah, like you mentioned, I didn't really get to
3: watch um, the game live or anything like that. Um, so really props to those guys that do follow the MLS, um, dynamo in Europe because trying to watch a game over there, you're looking at like one to like four in the morning, um, times. So that's, that's kind of like a struggle. Um, so I just got to watch the highlights and, you know, highlights only give you a certain amount of things that you actually see, um, can really, you know, pinpoint how every player played or, you know, what they did well. Um, but I do like this midfield, you know, Vera, uh, Coco and, um, Quintero, uh, I, you know, and it's something we haven't, I don't think we have hit on, but like how great has Nagamura been with the lineup diversity and still keeping a good team, you know, cause we complained all last year about tab, not even making subs and, you know, it's been four games and Paolo Nagamura has made either four or five subs, um, each game but you know the in the, the team it's it's always to make the team better you know it's we saw it against Vancouver um we saw it you know well even with um Colorado late tie um but it, it's not something that's that hurt us per se so uh, you know even against um sporting he try to adjust so he can try to get a late winner or I mean a late tie or try to get something done um but as far as the midfield goes, um, those three guys, I think that's that's a pretty good midfield to have.
1: Yeah, and you know, again, I think the midfield has been doing good, and now it seems that you know, after the good amount of goals that we had when you know Kyoto Manotas and Al- and Navertelis were here, now that's, that's kind of what's suffering, right? And and uh, they're doing everything they can to make that better with some pickups. Uh, so we we'll move into. You know, talking about the the three on top being Corey Baird, Corey Baird, keep saying Bird, uh, Corey Baird, uh, Fafa Pico, and Sebastian Ferreira. Um, Christian, I'll let you start, man, on the on whoever you want to talk about, or each yeah. or all. Oh, go for it.
0: Let me let me just hit a little bit on uh, on Quintero because one of the stats that came out was that Quintero had was the the player with the most rushes.
1: Yeah, the most like, pressures. You know, and you know what? The most
0: pressures. I was going to say that. No, bad. yeah. And, and it, and it, but then, you know, it's like a double-edged sword because it shows how good he has become defensive, defensively, which is one of the things that I always criticize him, on, you know, the most about. And But then on the other side, if he's the one doing all the pressuring, it means that, you know, we're not really having the ball on that side of the field because he's the one running around trying to get it, you know? Go ahead.
1: Well, and apart from the pressures, I mean, that's a lot of work, like you said, defensively, you know, that he's giving you. Exactly. And he played 90 minutes, so that's pretty impressive that he was able to, you know, do a lot defensively. Of course, he didn't get a goal or an assist this game, but uh, that that's good that he has that work rate still available. Not a, every game, 90 minutes, but it was good to see on a very important match playing against difficult uh, competition.
0: Yeah, and then we'll go, hitting the top three, I think, uh, well, when it comes to, let's start on the left with Fafa. Fafa has been a little bit, you know, kind of quiet in a way. Like, he, he's really not being himself in a way. He's, he's. I think, once or twice per game, he's making those runs that, you know, we are used to seeing him. And a lot of, the, also, you know, watching the game at home, obviously, you have the commentary from, from Eddie and Glenn. And Eddie, you know, a couple of the times he was like, you know, take the defender one-on-one, take him one-on-one. And he would cut in and pass. And it's like, no, like use your speed, you know, use that that power that you have to kind of like take him one on one. And and he wouldn't, you know, for whatever reason it may be, right? But yeah, Fafa seems a little bit off. I don't know if making changes would help him, you know, kind of not, you know, lose his focus, but you know, trying, you know, it'll get you more into the game of like, you know, hey, I'm not playing well. Maybe I need to get back on my, you know on my rhythm or whatever it may be but i don't know you like it's one of those things like it's like when do you this is
3: me- <laughs> missing dj man Derek jones Derek that jones. was his boy his boy right heartbroken we, right we now you don't be. know man yeah
0: for sure no and but agree. um yeah i don't mean to
3: interrupt you Kristen. but i feel like okay. out of all the the i guess the front three um he he's been lacking a little bit but i feel like he's been the most consistent player so far Yes, I,
0: I, I agree. Yeah, that's why I wanted to touch him on first, because even though he's the one that has, you know, not been liking the most, but, you know, even though he has been lacking or like he's not being himself or the, or the guy that we're used to seeing, you know, with 10 goals and a bunch of assists, he's still like the best, you know, attacking player that we have, you know, Baird on the other side. he He's also silent. You know, he's not. You know, I honestly I don't know much about Baird. We didn't get to see him a lot because you know when he started playing he got injured, but you know we kept hearing you know like Rookie of the Year, coming out of LAFC and this and that, and he was a good player and and he still like not have shown you know he still hasn't shown that you know everything you know that he has been named you know, and he maybe had like one or two players where you're like you know that's good or or like some run that he has made. You know, like the the goal against uh, Vancouver and stuff like that, but but other than that, you know, you expect him to see to do a little bit more, to to see a little bit more, be a little bit more dangerous uh, on that third half. I know he seems kind of shy. I don't know. I might be. It's like I feel like Tyler Pasher is a little bit more atrevido. Like you know, he he goes a little bit more and for those one on ones, or he tries to make runs. Maybe because he's coming out of the bench, he feels a little bit more comfortable. Or a little bit more rested or, or whatever it may be personality wise um but yeah court, so like that's one of the questions that i have on my on my thing is like should should bear be starting should we have Pasha? you know Pasher came in and scored obviously it's kind of like a gift but you know Pasha, you know he he had a, a in the what 10-15 minutes that he played he had some chances that you were like you know this is like glimpses glimpses of that pasture that you know took him all the way to the national team you know so it's like should we should we try to get you know a pasture in and see what he can do with like 60 minutes or should we keep Baird again for for another
1: and see start i love that question because at the end of the day no matter what we say it doesn't matter because exactly because i think we can't really question Nagamura if that makes sense like yeah. I think so far, what he's shown, whether, you know, if you're expecting the team to score, you know, five goals a game, that was never going to happen. I think the progress is going the right way. Um, you know, you can't, yes, it's a draw and it's a late goal, uh, you know, to get a point at home against Colorado. But man, you've been playing some good competition. And I think um, so far, and we spoke about this last episode, right, regarding whether Corey Bear was going to start. And I think, again, I feel like now they brought in a power from Tyler Pascher that you're mentioning. that scored that goal. Now you have Daguinho, right, that they finally officially announced. So there's a lot of players that they're picking up for the wing. And and so far, the you know, uh, between Fafa and Corey, you're probably benching Corey for one of them if you decide to go with one of those guys. But before we talk a little bit about, you know, Pastor and, and Thor and all those good guys, let's go ahead and finish out with the starters. And uh, we're going to Sebastian Ferreira, man. Sebastian, uh, I, I don't know if you could see it in TV or not, but the dude was frustrated, to say the least. And not with his teammates. He was, like, just frustrated with himself. Um, he, I, I got to it was just so funny, every throw-in, that uh, Colorado was walking. Sebastian would run and throw, like, not throw the ball at them, but literally shove them in their stomach. Like, he did that two or three times when he was in the field. And then when he was already on the bench, he did that, like, a couple more times. Like, the guy is just um, – you can tell that the pressure starting to get him to him. You know, he mentioned, like, I love the pressure, I love this. But, man, when you're considered the highest, you know, club record transfer or whatever – the um, is going to get to you, you know. You haven't scored a goal. He looked good uh, during preseason, but he scored three goals, I think, in the six games he played, and and he only played halves. Yes, lower competition for sure, you know. But still, man, um, in this game, <laughs> you were mentioning the goal that uh, he almost scored and you missed. Um, at first, thought I I thought he you know wasn't wide open. I just thought he missed it, but. Looking at it again, and I know, Rodrigo, you saw the highlights as well. You can clearly see how wide open he is, and he was so eager to, you know, head the ball that he missed the header and it hit him in the back. And and obviously, it kind of went a little wide. But that's a little bit of Sebastian. Christian, I'll let you – or actually, Rodrigo, let you start on him a little bit. And then, uh, Christian, you can go, man. <laughs>
3: I'm gonna be Sebastian's defender here, just you know, to piss off Christian. <laughs> yeah. Nah, um, I, I honestly I would kind of cut him some slack. Yes, he hasn't scored, but um, you know, we played a first, you know, first game of the season. I feel like we didn't know what to expect from Nagamura. Obviously, he won more defensively. We saw that um, how there was really no pressure from anybody or trying to attack. And then the second half, I mean, that's you know. It, We tried our best. It was working something new, obviously new coach. Then you get sporting at um, Kansas City, which is a tough game. We knew that. Not much creation from our team. um, Not much that we can basically do um, to help Sebastian try to score. And then you get Vancouver, which he, I guess they gave him the the assist. um, I hope they didn't, man. I hope they didn't. (laughs) <laughs> well, they gave him the assist from that strike, you know, that beautiful strike. But um, so that, that's a little bit more of a confident booster. I feel like as if I don't know how he feels like, oh, I deserve that. I didn't, whatever. But on paper, you get the assist. And then you get, like you said, Colorado were, were the more dominant team, I feel like. I feel like um, the tie was, I guess, what we deserved in the end. Um not necessarily win the game because Colorado had their, uh, you know, their chances too. that um, Clark also uh, saved us a bunch. Um, But yeah, I feel like he, he could have scored on that one. That's probably why he was so frustrated, like Rudy mentioned. Um, And I think now we're kind of easing into like, maybe the next two games will be where we can really see where he's at, you know, playing on Miami. That's been emotionally probably defeated at this point. Um, even if we're playing away, I feel like this is the, time, the the, the, game that he can, um, really show, especially coming back from like, you know, the national team where it's a big thing to be playing for your national team. I feel like he would be more encouraged. And then you get a San Jose who's also not in the best, um, shape and you play that, them at home. So I feel like this next two games is probably gonna determine where he's really at.
1: Yeah. And i let let uh, Christian go into it, but yeah, I mean that this international break, I mentioned uh, in the article that I wrote regarding it, 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 I think it benefits Sebastian a lot, right? Because he's kind of going to go, gets called up to the national team. He hasn't earned a cap. So imagine if he earns, you know, there's two matches that they're going to face Uh I think Ecuador and Peru and in the uh, qualifiers that at this, the rate Paraguay is not in. So he may get a cap and that's so important. That should be a, huge confidence boost that and then imagine if he scores a goal oh my god like it, his confidence will be through the roof um especially when you go come back and play one of the crappiest teams in mls and into miami but christian go ahead man no yeah, yeah, word, yeah. don't jinx it yeah for real <laughs> hey the you last what thing we need
0: mean. is the last thing we need is miami to actually surprisingly get good all of a sudden yeah freaking yeah. miami um but, well, yeah, I'm not going to bash the kid because, you know, like Rudy was kind of breaking down, you know, the games. Technically, yeah, if, if, really, if we're going to be honest, you know, the first and second game, we were, we were players so defensive that his role wasn't really <laughs> to attack. It was just really to hold the ball or to, like, pressure, you know, in the midfield. So, like, you know, we can give him a break, um, you know, for those two games. The other two, obviously, we were a little bit more offensive he probably had a little bit more chances, and obviously, but the thing that I've noticed in those two games, you know, that we played a little bit more offensive, which is Vancouver and um, and Colorado, is that his his personally, right? Is my personal opinion, but his first touch is not good. Like I'm not, you know, like I feel like he's 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 thinking he's so like you know anxious to like hit the ball or to like hit the ball or to, you know, like, like that Colorado one.
1: That, let you know, me it let, Okay. Now that makes sense. Cause you mentioned this earlier, but yeah. his, his first touch inside the box is awful or close to the or, box, or outside. <laughs> well, cause yeah. I feel that he does a good job of holding the ball. You know, when yeah, he yeah, receives yeah. it, he's able to hold it and play off. But once he receives it, the guy has no yeah, confidence. It's,
0: it's two things. It's two things because usually when he receives the ball, and he like when you like you're talking about the positive ones he's usually on his, his back is against the the, the goal therefore he is not like he's right. trying to control to like attack he's no. trying to control to like you know put a wall together you know so it's not it's and that's not important a, though
1: because there are a lot of strikers don't have that i i agree they, yeah. i agree
0: and and that's something that i i like i commend him for because he's a big body dude so and i expect that from him honestly like it would be it would be you know ridiculous if he wasn't able to do that cuz you know it's like bro look at your body look at you know the way that you're shaped like you should be able to hold the ball like he's big enough to be able to hold the ball with his back against the wall or the goal whatever but when it comes to like taking a first touch to set himself up which is something that all his uh, his uh, teammates have talked about the fact that you know he shoots first and then he passes later like you know his first in- instinct it is, is to shoot the ball to to try to get it on frame and he has gotten a couple of shots you know but obviously they weren't on frame but but I think he's he's just way too like anxious to like get it and go you know and, and you can tell yeah he's he's thinking way ahead it's funny because you know one of the one of the guys that was taking pictures for us shout out to uh sebas uh a couple of pictures that like that i saw from him literally like he he has the ball on his feet or like the ball is like on his right side of his foot and he's already like turning left like you can tell he's like Thinking, well, I mean, it's a good thing that he thinks ahead, right? Well, and he's getting but inside so his fast.
1: head, I think. I think he's getting inside his head, for sure. Because, again, the more time that they that passes that he hasn't scored, and the more, you know, the first match, I think he played most of the game. Second match, he got subbed out. He's been getting subbed out ever since. And, yeah. and it's just going to, you know, this pin-up frustration that he's like, man, I'm not scoring, and they're taking me out, you know, for... And if we're done with talking with sevas we can start jumping on the subs. You know, obviously, uh, the, you know, praising just uh, Nagamura right now will give him a, uh, what is it, a moment of silence because he used one, two, three, four, five subs, man. You know, like he used all his subs, which is good to see. But Thor came in for Sebastian. And we've spoken about the fact that Thor comes in basically with nothing to lose. And he looks good when he comes comes in man he's gotten some good opportunities There was a shot he took uh this past match that uh he tried to place it so he got it it didn't go far if he would just hit that thing you know just rocket it it may have been a goal but thor is out there you know in the heels of sebastian and, and the more he shows up like this the more minutes he's gonna get right um mm-hmm. so if you want to talk a little bit about thor man go for it dude Yeah, I mean he's he's pretty
0: dangerous, you know. This time around, he got like thirty minutes, and and he used them wisely. Honestly, I mean, obviously he didn't score, but he, you know, but in this, I feel like this was the first game that he played as a true nine as well, because the other times that he would come in, it was because you know we were either down, uh, like in the score, or we needed to like be more offensive. Therefore, he came in, you know, for for either Corey Baird or whatever, like a winger type. And he was playing alongside Seba for one or two games, if I'm not mistaken. But I mean, yeah, the fact that Thor, you know, coming in of coming out of uh, college, and literally has played every single match, obviously speaks highly of him. You know, obviously we're not there for practice, so we don't know how, you know, what they do and everything. Because you know, we could say the same thing about uh, same thing about Baird. You know, the fact that he still gets a start even though he doesn't hasn't done great. But you know, Thor obviously he seems dangerous and his if you look at his play, he creates, you know, his own chances, you know, he's not afraid to like, same thing, you know, you know, like when you're a young guy and and you start with, you know, whatever, you tend to be more respectful or like try to give the ball away, try to give a pass or, or whatever it may be, but he doesn't, you know, he looks for the shot, you know, he looks to be dangerous. He, he. you know, he'll take the shot and then apologize later. Like he doesn't, it's not that he doesn't care, but he's obviously looking for the opportunity for him to score because, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, he's he's competing for a spot, you know, he's competing for, even though, you know, Sebastián can be, you know, the the number one guy and the, the highest paid or whatever, you know, transfer record, whatever. But at the end of the day, you know, the kid has to compete for a job. And and who doesn't want to play? Everybody wants to play. And if he wants to be there, he, he's going to have to score goals. So, but, yeah, I mean, I like Thor so far. He's been putting in, you know, a lot of effort. So.
1: Yeah, and I think if if you're kind of blind to see that that the guy is talented, you know, he's showing it. And like you said, I mean, the guy is, you know, some people are going to get on crabby. The guy from Iceland played in college and, you know, 21 years old. But the guy, it, he's showing up for every game. And, you know, to see minutes is good. Rodrigo, you want to add anything on, on our boy Thor?
3: Um, I mean,
1: yeah, just kind of like how you mentioned. He just comes in um,
3: ready to, you know, get his minutes, Uh, but I feel like with the, you know, how Nagamuna makes all this up, and we hadn't really seen that before with Tab, I feel like this is why it makes the Dynamo more, you can say, dangerous when they come in, Um, just because everybody wants to get those minutes. You know, you're competing for, like Christian mentioned, you're competing for that spot, and having four or five guys coming in in the same game, they're going to give it their all. Like, I feel like... And I mean, we saw it this last game, you know, yes, it was a mistake from the, the keeper, um, but they went and finished it, which. <laughs> friend of the show, <laughs> Memo, of course, man. I, right. You know, Memo <laughs> gave it to Pasha and Pasha just took that shot. And ah, um...
2: uh, yeah, you know, it was just kind of an instinctual play. You know, they they made a mistake. Memo got it, capitalized on it. And then I was just lucky enough to
3: be on the end of it and slot it through the goalkeeper's legs and, you know, get a goal. And yeah. that's the things we need. You know, those guys coming in ready to do whatever they can to score. Um, and I felt bad for the goalkeeper when I saw that because, honestly, I did the same mistake. Um, I didn't. I, it felt great. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Boy, yeah, yeah, it did. Obviously, being on the other side of it. But um, back in my college days, I did that against the Dynamo. Coach was freaking uh, no. pissed. But, like, my goal kick just was bad. It went short and literally counter-boom goal.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna. I think. <laughs> I think our. Uh, oh, wow. I think our boss uh, Dustin listens to our show nowadays more often, and one thing that he mentioned, we were kind of joking. Whenever, uh, I think it was in the first half when uh, Steve Clark had that. They they had like that op- like wide open shot, and he did like an amazing save, and so we were joking. We we're like Ma- Maric would never get that, and <laughs> and his thing going back to kicking, he was like, you know, whenever they got him the big, uh, uh, I guess dad that they were thrown out there for, uh, Michael Marko marriage was that he could kick it the furthest in the Croatian league. So I was just now putting it together of <laughs> how bad, uh, you know, William Jarborough hit that ball. They, they need a marriage on their team for sure, man. <laughs> but, really uh, come. yeah, right. But no, it was good. It, well, another funny little thing was that, uh, who knows what happened? But Memo Rodriguez got a yellow card, being on the bench, and it was kind of funny because uh, we were like, "Will he even play?" Like you're you have an opportunity of maybe getting red carded pretty quick if <laughs> yeah, you, you know pick real. up another yellow. But that's funny. but again, it, it goes to show that Nagamura is doing his homework. You know, all the subs that came in helped the team. There wasn't one substitution that you know worked against him, and, and that's good to see. It's good to see that. You know, we poke fun of the fact that he keeps mentioning we. I have 15, 18 starters, but all these guys are coming in hungry and showing that they are here to ball, that they are here to make the team better. Um, Again, we talked about Seca coming in. He looked good. Pasher obviously coming in, scored the goal in the 90th minute. You know, Memo, if he, I mean, yeah, it was a bad giveaway, but Memo quickly realized that Pascher was wide open and, you know, in two touches, he got it there to a wide open uh, pasture. And then, you know, Matias Bera has been playing every single game, every single minute. And I think um, Nagamura noticed that he was getting burned in the midfield at that time. So it was time to put in the Darwin set in. So I think all the substitutions have worked out and all these guys have a, they know their role and they're here to, uh, to make the team better.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, I mean, if we win the championship, everybody gets a ring, you know? And, and yes, you know, it's good to have competition. It's good, you know, to obviously want to start, but at the end of, you know, everybody has a role. And, and if your role, you know, nowadays is to come in on the second half and, and create a difference or make a difference or, or, you know, get your team to, to the next level, you know, you know, be that guy. And, and whenever your time comes to be a starter, then, you know, you, you know, somebody else will be that guy. But, but I like, I like the fact that we have like true competition. You know, the, the fact that, you know, Nagamura says, you know, I have 17, 18 starters in the beginning when he first said that and, you know, commenting, you know, talking amongst the, us in, in our group chat or whatever, you know, it, it, it was kind of worrying because, you know, we, we saw the negative side of it. We were like, well, does he really have 11 starters? You know, does that mean that competition is terrible? The fact that he doesn't have like, like a true 11 that he could put. But then when you start thinking, like, when you start going into the head of Nagamura you know, obviously the more that we hear him talk and the more that we see his his style, I guess, of play, we start to understand him better. And you see that the guy, you know, for every single, you know, opponent, he has, like, not a different, um like, way that he plays, but, you know, like, obviously he tries to keep the same style of possessing the ball and moving the ball around and trying to keep it, and, you know, trying to play with, you know, through the middle with you know Quintero and, and Coco whatever but and I lost my train of thought but I'm no it. no no I think and Rodrigo you
1: know I mean? go, Rodrigo. go I think you, you had it man
3: <laughs> no I mean you know I guess following up on what Christian's saying about the starters and everything it's not that you know we don't have a set of starters I feel like we have pretty good players that they can fill that position when needed and I think that's what you're kind of trying to say um Christian about yeah you know we switch out a different lineup is because he sees the strengths on certain players that are going to benefit that one game you know or that one opponent or you know something like that that he Mm -hmm. can um he can just kind of go ahead and plug in and, um, and we've seen it be uh, successful. You know, we still either keep possession or we play better defensively and, um, or even trying to go and attack more and create more. So I feel like he, he's found a pretty good balance overall. And I feel those 15, 17 players that, you know, could start. I see that more of like a, a plus on our side now.
1: Yeah. And, and I think, you know, that's, that's as much as probably touching on Colorado as well as the team. But, you know, this break of about 12 days, um, definitely, I think it benefits the team as well, apart from Sebastian going to international. But because the team is already playing pretty good and they're only losing, you know, three players, you know, with being Darwin Sedan, uh, Coco Carrasquilla, and again, Sebastian. Um, but the entire... Lassiter. Lasseter. Lasseter. Oh, I'm just kidding, <laughs> Herrera. <laughs> Yeah, te- Herrera technically, uh, but right but it it gives the you know obviously they're going to continue to train and I think there's more, um you know chemistry to be built in the next couple two weeks. So you'll definitely see, I think even more improvement, whether it being confidence, uh when when the uh, league starts up again, uh, April second for the Dynamo against Inter Miami guys anything else you guys want to add about the dynamo before we move into other conversations
0: no no i no. <laughs> i think honestly i think we're we're pretty uh we have a stable team you know also one thing that i kind of want to talk about was about the whole sell being a bust because that you know obviously you read that online and you know i think it's still a little bit too early the, the same way that people were you know, saying Nag- Nagamura out and like in the first two games, it's like, bro, relax, you know, type thing. But yeah, no, like, Yanni, calm down, you know, let, let's let this, you know, the season just well, getting started.
1: I guess before we get into some questions we got and comments, um, since you do mention Sebastian and just thinking of the future, you know, we noticed that his minutes have slightly kind of come down, right? You know, you mentioned the fact yeah. that uh, he played 60 minutes last match. But at what point do you bench the guy altogether if, you know, if he doesn't score, we'd say, give him two more games. Like, do you expect from him that he has to score against, like, a team against, you know, Inter-Miami or the game after that? Or, you know, how long before you think Nagamura benches him if he doesn't score?
0: And, and honestly, and even if he doesn't score, but, like, if he is more dangerous, that's fine with me either like you don't have to be like I don't need you to well obviously I want you to score but if you're like if you're giving me passes or if you're making me if you're putting me in a dangerous position where all my my team can score like I think that's also still valid you know I mean I don't know I don't well the assist the assist you know to Quintero you know it wasn't really an assist but I guess in a way he he did put the team in a position where You know, he held the ball, I guess, you know, for a slight moment for for the team to come, you know, forward. And Quintero was able to get the ball. But sometimes you need a player like that to be able to hold the ball. You know, it also depends, you know, the the strategy that he's trying to play because sometimes you just need a holding nine. You don't need a nine making runs or you don't need a – it just depends, I guess. But, yeah, I would give him a few more games because, I mean, honestly, the guy's – he's dangerous here and there, you know.
3: I mean, based on what we've seen from him, you know, I feel like he's a
1: pretty good player, and he can score when needed.
0: Yeah.
3: I, I think we're judging him
1: we're not Wait, even judging not, him. No, and I was gonna say not when needed, when like there's clear assist, you know.
3: Well, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like I feel like, you know, it'll be a concern if we're giving him the ball a lot and he can't do anything with it. And like exactly if you yeah. if you just go by what you know what he's done. He's only had a few touches here and there. And usually, like, like we mentioned earlier, it's with his back turned um, away from the goal and he's just kind of right. dishing it off to somebody else. Um, we haven't given him a clear opportunity where he can be on a one on one. Now, if he's like constantly missing those, be like, yeah. okay, what the heck? You know, like, like if he was, what,
1: if he had like that open shot like Pascher did and he missed it, then we probably would give him more crap, right? Exactly. But yeah. He hasn't gotten an opportunity. You're right, Rodrigo.
0: Yes. I mean, I, it would even be safe to say that the only opportunity he had was the, the, the head with, with Colorado. And, you know, he got ahead of himself, but it was literally one legit opportunity in four games. Yeah. Because, I mean, let's be honest, like we were saying, and Rodrigo was breaking it down, the first couple of games, he didn't really have, it was mostly de- defensive work. Yeah. And he only had the game against Vancouver where, he had an assist you know not technically but you know he he did pressure you know and and then you know also you know like for the first goal i mean this is this might be reaching but like he also he pulled away players from baird i guess you can yeah. say you know yep. i mean i don't know i would have to look at the play again but obviously having a, a big presence in the midfield gives the wingers some space to to kind of play around with because obviously they're going to be worried about him yeah. But you know, he I also think, has to find his own opportunities and, as
1: well. And I mean, the times that we've said, like, shoot, you know, you're watching the game and you think he has a, you know, a clear shot. But at the end of the day, most of those balls that he's received have been outside the box with, you know, maybe three defenders in front of him that even you know. if he does get a shot and, and doesn't hesitate, the chances of it going in are pretty slim, you know. Um, and and just seeing uh, people have been mentioning the fact that you know, oh, Manotas like kind of similar like uh, people trying to compare him to Manotas and oh man, well Manotas scored. I was like, but Manotas had players around him like Kyoto and Elise exactly. that were offensive weapons that would pull one or three yeah. defenders at times. And uh, you know, Manotas had a bunch of you know cherry picks, which it's not. Yeah, I mean, you not. have to finish them, but exactly. ha- Sebastian hasn't you know dealt with any of them. And that, yeah. that uh, one that he missed, it wasn't the easiest, uh, you know, ball for him to, you know, move in, but uh yeah, he missed. Yeah, because,
0: I mean, last season we were talking about how we had so much service into the box and we didn't have a nine. Now we have a nine or, or service. Into and there's the box, no not service. Yep. yep. You know, like you know, I mentioned Adam, you know, his crosses, they haven't been great, honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been playing pretty good defensively. I mean, but Dorsey has put in more, more dangerous balls in the box than, than Adam. And, you know, and Dorsey, I think Dorsey right now could be, like, the only one feeding, you know, Sebas a little bit more or making him more dangerous. But you need service from both sides or even from the middle. But, yeah, the service has to get better if we want our number nine to, to you know, have, like, Maro Manuta's numbers, I guess.
3: And am um, sorry to cut in, but I was just watching that. Um, the goal, I just wanted to see if it was an assist. I mean, it, it's it's questionable. Um, it looks like it yeah. did kind of like the, the defender poked it out, but like when Coco gave him that ball, he had four guys in front of him. Yep. And then the, another ah. guy closed in on him. So that's yep. really five guys against one. So I mean, that's, you know, that, like, that's how
1: it's been. Can't really do much. Pretty much every game. And, exactly. and that, that's yeah. why you can see that he's frustrated. I mean, nobody's really being you know given a ball towards the middle and there's been plenty of times actually that fafa has been on the wing especially against vancouver that he was on the wing with the ball and he just wouldn't cross it in time and it would ricochet for a corner so he hasn't gotten any service and well we'll we'll let sebastian rest we hopefully his ears are not pinging in our red (laughs) from all the from all the uh the uh comments that we have for him, which I think at the end of the day, they're all constructive. And I think we're okay. sharing him on. I'm I'm hoping that he plays with paraguay and maybe even scores a goal so he can come come, you mm-hmm. know, w- with way more confidence uh into the uh into then, the next matchup, man.
0: And then kill Miami.
1: And then kill Miami. But with that, we did I did have put some questions up. We have a guy, his name is Dagoberto that seems to always be putting some interesting questions which we got a few other ones too but uh uh i guess there's a comment i think oscar i put doesn't matter how we start the season it's how we finish that was his comment towards us and i mean he, yes i think that no matter how we've started really restarted we well you know in past seasons and by summer we go like 12 games without winning or even getting it point in that time so um i am with him and i think it's we need to try to finish strong uh, even the rodrigo in the in the preview said that september is going to be a a sad a sad month for us i hope that's not the case being the that that's the second to last month but we'll get there we'll get there um so again uh, dagoberto did had asked about uh can we expect some goals from sebastian with paraguay will he improve his performance i think we basically touch on that right now um, and then we had Houston Dynamo memes, which dude is hilarious. Yeah. Did y'all get to see that uh, Pasha went and signed his uh, his little yeah. bubble head or whatever head cut out? And uh, and I love how he just let his sister kind of be the one that got the signature and then he posted a picture of him with the <laughs> thing, you know? <laughs> like, you do it, you do it, <laughs> but um, yeah, I hope he listens to this. And uh, whenever we do get happen to get uh, Pasha on on uh, orange stock i'm gonna ask him about that too is, oh. is
0: that his sister or his girlfriend
1: no, that's his sister i'm pretty oh, sure okay okay and uh but that is yeah it's because that would be that. awkward, <laughs> <It'd> be awkward. <laughs> um well he asked if you had to take a player to help you in a greasy eating contest which i didn't even know what the hell that meant so i had to google it and i was hoping <laughs> not something weird to pop up like on my work computer but um it basically is like a hot hot dog eating contest so who would you take um and he actually said that his person would be tim parker he just seems like a guy that would probably a good of be good at that but uh, i was just
0: thinking yeah
1: so i guess christian who would you think or who would man. you take
0: i was thinking this is really thing.
1: odd questions man i don't know what yeah. these guys do like <laughs> yeah. but anyways would you
0: yeah, come up with this stuff. <laughs> but hot dog eating contest also i think uh i think they've I been know, listening
1: team... too much to uh dynamo podcast what's the name uh, finisters dynamo... podcast yeah like,
0: dynamod podcast you... yeah for That's sure <laughs> um i would hit i don't know i would my first thought was tim parker but i'm gonna switch it up and say uh teenage teenage uh... seems like the kind <laughs> of guy that Dang, that was, th- th- that was th- mine. Th- <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: what? what <laughs> what's what's your story? reason then? Was your reason Rodrigo? Why teenage?
3: <laughs> he just seems like a. I mean, he's what six one. He seems like a big guy. He he could eat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> most likely.
0: He looks like a eater.
3: Or Clark. Or Clark. He's probably. He, he probably has the fat gene. You know, <laughs> eventually <Clark? laughs> when he stops playing, he's probably gonna gain some weight.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Some of this, like I mean, they're from Portland, man. They probably like have to get like vegan type hot dogs yeah. or something, non
0: <laughs> non meat hot dogs.
1: Right, the meat like Plan what ba- is it? Plant based hot dogs. The Impossible hot dogs. So it's
0: made out of beans and stuff.
1: Man, I think honestly, you're. I think you guys are right. I think ta- uh, there's no one better than Teenage Davey for this just because <laughs> shout out we, to
0: hotline teenage
1: but uh all right well i think we all go with teenage and then again going back to what dago has sent us this is something kind of weird in the sense of it's ted lasso related and i don't know about you guys but i could never even try to watch it because i don't know man like there's something about fictional like you know if you if you tell me like you watch club de cuervos or those weird um series they're soccer related it's hard for me to watch man i stick to documentaries but uh i don't know if you guys watch them or not or ted lasso but he mentions the fact that this sounds similar to something in and he was specific man season one episode six (laughs) so you know this guy knows his stuff i guess but he said imagine if you're Pablo nagamora and pat tells you that there's a curse at pnc stadium and asks you to get rid of it you can choose one of your co-hosts as your assistant coaches and three players from the current roster, including Ache Ache, to help you. Who are you picking and why? First of all, have any of y'all seen this uh, Ted Lasso or this episode?
0: I've I've seen Ted Lasso, but I can't. I can't. I'm trying to think what. what no this...
1: clue. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not the only one, man. I'm over I'm here only. watching. Hey, I, I'm going to tell I'm you mean... something, Dago. Go watch yourself. Dude, if you have Amazon Prime, man, go watch uh, like... <laughs> all or nothing all those things go watch the one with tottenham i'm not a tottenham fan by any means but that was one of the best ones because right away they fire uh pochettino (laughs) and they get the chosen one man good stuff go with that for sure
0: also i would recommend Sunderland till i die on
1: netflix (laughs) that was a great one too because i feel like it gave me a lot of dynamo vibes before we got any hope with the new owner.
3: Yeah, uh, switching a little bit here okay not not curse related i guess maybe somewhat but all right so i'm gonna talk a little bit about my trip and then um i have some questions i guess for y'all there you go <laughs> so you know my trip to italy rome uh specifically had to go watch a match um got to go watch the uh roma versus vitis which is a team from the netherlands on the um um Europa League Conference or whatever you want to call it. Um, first of all, the stadium, beautiful. Like, it, it's Stadio Olimpico uh, seats about 70,000 people. There was about 40,000 people in attendance, but it looked packed. There was only, like, I guess the um, away supporter section. I want to say there was maybe, like, maybe a 1,000. Maybe I would say confidently 500 VT's um, fans. But those they were loud, like they were loud. Like if you, if you ever see a supporter section away team, man, like we, we kept hearing people outside the stadium before going in. And it had to be them because I feel like um, they just let them go in first before anybody. Um, and there was a lot of security, too, um, around them. But once the stadium filled up, or at least, you know, for the capacity, the supporter section for Roma and just all around was like the most amazing thing i've ever seen and even my wife was like man well like how why can't we get this in houston so like my question to y'all is like when do you guys think the dynamo will get to a point like that like how many years you think it would have to take or what would it have to take because like it's not just i guess the you know obviously the fans the culture but um you guys obviously have the uh um what's it called? you never walk alone anthem well they have their their anthem too which honestly i keep putting on replay every time now because it's like it's catchy this you know and everybody's singing you know top of their lungs and everybody's just so emotional about it um but when do you guys think we're gonna get that with the uh, dynamo?
1: let me go first because i'm gonna kind of throw uh christian as well in this but uh Man, you got to see it as history, right? I mean, Dynamo has only been in existence for like 16, 17 years. You know, barely me as a fan and and Christian, probably you too, you know, with your kids, man, we're kind of first generation trying to get into the Dynamo. Of course, there's some people older than us that also probably their kids are getting into it, but I think it's going to take time. And the reason I was going to throw Christian as well, because Lately, he's been sharing a lot of Boca Juniors stuff. And, you know, those that La Bombonera, the way that it rocks and the way that people get so emotional. And, Rodrigo, the videos that you shared on your social media from when you were there at the stadium, man, it's just incredible. Like, the passion. So, to answer your question, we've had a full stadium, right? We've had Robertson. We've had early uh, BBA, I guess, uh, stadium. Um, but you know, in the last seven years, man, we've kind of lost that. And, and even right now that things have picked up, the stadium has only been like at, I think top 80% capacity. And the only thing that I tell you, Rodrigo, and I'm glad that you're going to be able to come to a match soon, uh, next month, because man, there's something different in the air, man, The, the atmosphere, especially in the supporters section, uh, with the new, uh, safe standing areas. It's just incredible. I mean, Christian was there, you know, and lot, uh, against Vancouver and, uh, but the, even this past one, it, I think it was even bigger than it's been. And so it's good that we It's little, little, little glimpses, right. Compared to the the ones that you've experienced in Rome. And, and again, the things that Christian has, uh, put on social media, man, but, I hope it gets there without the violence, man. I don't want to be Querétaro Atlas for sure, but Christian, man.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, I think it has to be, well, it has to do obviously with the culture, like not just like the cliche, you know, culture or whatever. But, you know, if you think about, well, history and culture, like these teams have been around for literally like a hundred years, some of them. And, you know, obviously it's, it's, it's I mean, in in those countries and in, in our countries, it's it's kind of like a way of life in a way, like everything, everything revolves around soccer so much that it's just, you know, it's, it's just what it is. You know, it just overtakes, you know, the, the the like the full like it's crazy because like there's a channel in Argentina, right? That says, they, they say sports, which is like the ESPN or whatever version of it. But, like, that channel is, like, on soccer 24-7, and it's more popular than any other channel, like, there is. You know, it's just I, – I don't know. It's cultural. Like, it's cultural. Like, I don't think it's going to have to, like, happen. Because now people – if you're not in the supporter section, like, the rest of the the, the stadium is it's just an event. It's yeah, just a – It's pretty it's quiet. A,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, it's just that, you know, you just go to a show. You go to an event.
1: I will and say like that, though, people but... do get, you know, into it more than, you know, just a, a golf match and just like clapping well, yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah. that for sure. But, but no, I agree. I mean, I think it's going to take time. We know the fact that, you know, the King here in the, in America is the NFL. Right. And then the more violent it gets and the more issues it has is going to parents are, you know, pushing away from from their kids to play maybe soccer or, you know, other sports, but I think it's getting the Rodrigo. What's up? So, would a
3: like winning championships? Do you think yes. that would affect it right away, or do you think it's still gonna be like it would? Slow it
0: wouldn't. It wouldn't affect it right away, but it would get more people in the seats because obviously you want. We live in an American culture, and in the American culture, everybody wants a winner.
1: Well, so like, and even before that, I think uh, we're missing the acha acha factor. I think him coming in. Yeah. You're going to see, you know, again, the the stadium right now has been at 70, 80%. So I expect when he comes in, you know, we'll probably get a a fuller stadium now if we make the playoffs. I mean, again, Radu, you remember when we went to that, you know, 2017, you know, conference final against Seattle. I mean, that atmosphere was basically what drove me into being a full-time Dynamo fan, basically, like following the team full-time. And writing about them with with some friends before we I started doing Dynamo Theory, so I think that atmosphere for people like us that like soccer and like that intensity, of course, winning championships would ex- propel it for sure. But it's just again consistent progress. Like first step is for us to make it into the playoffs. Now whatever we do, even if we get knocked out in the first you know, round, then, you know, uh, there's next year and you just kind of try to build from there. And as long as you can make it into the playoffs consistently year in, year out, then you can easily, you know, with the amount of people that Houston has, the amount of soccer, you know, fanatics that they are in the city. There's no reason why we can't be a Portland. There's no reason why we can't be a Seattle. And I think it just proves the fact that it can be done. Um But yeah, man. I'm glad that you were able to go and check out. I know that you had gone to London or, well, you went to Liverpool, but you only got to see the stadium, not a game. And that's fun, yeah. man, that you get to get those experiences. Like I said, I went to a uh, pretty dead uh, Austin FC stadium, which,
0: <laughs> you know,
1: I, and, and i uh, you know, I did not see one person rocking any of, you know, Austin FC gear which was kind of odd for how little the city is and how much fans are in that stadium but it is what it is maybe they do pay their fans to go and Uh show up but uh you know
0: (laughs) but then then also like if you think about it is it's also like cultural you only wear gear when you go to the game you're not gonna see people rocking gear because the love of the team it's like well, the love of the team is only on game days. I
1: will say, though, but, you know, if you live in Site 610 especially, you know, when I lived in Midtown, you saw more Dynamo gear than I ever seen in, you know, living in the suburbs, mm. man. So even at that rodeo, I went to the rodeo, and I saw a couple a bunch of Dynamo shirts and a bunch of, like, uh, Ache Ache uh, jerseys. So really? it was good to see, you know, for sure, man. But, yeah, if you live in Katy... And in the parallel, it'd be a little bit more difficult to see that.
3: For you're, sure. you're way out there. Yeah. <laughs> One funny thing, though, when we're watching this game, um, it was, like I said, or I don't know if I mentioned this, but, like, uh, VT's, they scored a, a single. Like, go go watch it. It was a nice, like, um pass um in the air, half volley or whatever. Like, beautiful shot, you know. I, I wish I could have recorded, but at the same time, I felt kind of weird because I'm like – I am in the Roma supporters. And then um, one thing with those kind of stadiums, or I guess those matches, is you have to input all your passport information, your, you know, all kind of IDs. Um, you cannot wear or they can't sell you um, a ticket if you're supporting the away team. Yeah. So you have to... Hey, they don't want you to die. I
1: mean, that makes yeah, perfect yeah. sense no, to no, me. No. Yeah, of course.
3: <laughs> and like, I, yeah, exactly. Was a, that's kind of cool. Um, How's it going with this?
1: So they're able to see basically, like if you do something, yeah. Score, of course, yeah, yeah. And then go.
3: Their their fans were crazy. They got wild.
1: They were like, you were gonna talk um, about that clear wall, probably.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I was telling you guys earlier. Um, so they have this like, it's a huge section that they do for like the away fans, but obviously them being less or traveling from um the Netherlands, they only got a few. But they were climbing. Like they were just. I'm assuming cursing at the the home team and they were trying to climb on top of like the i guess over the barricades or whatever you call it the walls and uh, and even the italian fans they were getting crazy to like run up, up over there and be like all right let's do something here <laughs> <laughs> but um but it got really intense really crazy because like uh, roma scored in the last minute of the game like literally the last minute but the funny thing to me uh, that's what i was gonna say is that you feel the passion around you with that, you know, and if you like soccer or football or whatever, um, you, you feel it, you know, when you're in the stadium and you're watching a game. And, like, I was getting mad when they would miss the chances, you know. I was getting – I even, like – there was one time that I even did this. <laughs> and <laughs> she I was getting into it. Telling. I was like, yeah, exactly. And the, no, the, the best part about it, there was like, Shut um, up, clear, the Shut up, baby. <laughs> there was a clear miss, and I heard the best line ever. The, the classic line of, mama mia, <laughs> and I was just like, oh my god, that's awesome! Like the guy, you know, they were getting frustrated, and when they scored, the whole stadium erupted, and like I was high fiving the guy next to me and everything, and it was just like a passion of like the team, but like honestly, it's like it's something that you fall in love with just the atmosphere, and I'm awesome. you know, like my wife was saying, like man, like if we can have this, set, you
1: know, Houston, that would be awesome. And
0: we
3: will, hopefully well, one day, one day when our kids, will. We will.
1: As, <laughs> as we're getting ready to close, we do got to answer Dago's question guys. So I think let's just put it all together. Let's not do our separate one. So we are all Paulo Nagamura and we're all our assistant <laughs> coaches here. So three players that you would, uh, You know, choose to go with you to try to get rid of this curse, whatever that is. In my head, I just keep thinking of Ghostbusters for some reason, you know, try to get the slime guy. So, Christian, nominate your one player.
0: I've never seen Ghostbusters.
1: Oh, my God. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I don't know. I
0: was going, like, very spiritual. And I was like, (laughs) I'll take Darwin Quintero because he's always praying.
1: Okay, that's a good one. Rodrigo, who you would be Uh, the...
3: I would take um, set in. I feel like he has some like <laughs> box good up. vibes. <laughs> some good vibes, <laughs> <laughs> witchcraft kind of thing, you know, like this. Yeah, I don't right. know, like a grandma Passed down kind of
1: thing. <laughs> That's true. Some kind of
0: some, some, some santeria here and there. Something.
1: <laughs> some, but and then that kid, you have to go with teenage as well, man. You know.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, if you're going that way. But with that, guys, Christian man, tell the people how they can connect with those men. Yes, and and uh, I'll, I'll say a couple words before Rodrigo closes us out.
0: All right. Uh, yeah. So everybody, you can hit at us or you can get at us at, at Dynamo Theory on IG and Twitter. You can send us an email to dynamotheorypodcast at gmail.com. You can find me at Chris Butaleas. You can find Rudy at Rudy Segura 3. And you can find Rodrigo at Rodrigo Segura 01. And for everything or anything, dynamotheory.com.
1: Yeah, guys. And uh, you guys probably saw just kind of want to say that we are looking to uh, increase our team, especially uh, for the Dynamo Theory. We're trying to get, uh, you know, maybe some writers, if you're interested on that, covering the Dash or covering uh, Dynamo Dos, that's really what we need help with. So we have a help wanted poster and uh, make sure that you uh, look up the article uh, that we have on Dynamo Theory. I think it's the latest one that Dustin put out there. Yeah, tweet. Yeah. And uh, if you are interested, uh, do you have it open? Do you know his email? I think it's I, I, I think it's Dustin DT, DT, right? DT yeah. So God, 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 God. yeah. So if you're interested in um, is it Hotmail or Gmail?
0: Gmail. Gmail.
1: God. OK. Yeah. God, so God, so God. if you're interested in uh, helping us cover the team, I, of course, you know, you listen to us and we mostly pretty much, uh, you know, 99 percent, unless we're talking about some good Ghostbuster stuff. Uh, covered the Dynamo. So, you know, maybe if you are interested in doing a, a Dynamo Dash podcast, you know, with us uh, or for us and uh, writing about them or Dynamo Dos as they start their season, um, we really are hoping that we get, you know, good people that can cover the sport because I feel like we don't give it enough justice uh, for those teams as much as we try. But um, yeah, so hit up Dustin at D. Or no, sorry, at mm-hmm. dustin d dt at gmail.com. Yeah, d dt at gmail.com. So hit them up and let them know if you're interested, if you have any questions, um, so you can be part of the team. But Rodrigo, with that, man, go ahead and close out the show.
3: All right. again thank you Houston Dynamo fans for listening and remember to always hold it down and keep it forever, forever let's
1: go